So, I wish I could say, I wish I could say I was frugal. Hey guys, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. Frugality. You may hear some noise. I'm doing some things. Let's talk about this idea of frugality. I wish I could tell you, you're going to hear some, I'm pulling up to the bank and I have this on my mind. It's a holiday, so I'm not where I normally am to do these recordings, but I wanted to get some thoughts on audio. As I'm thinking about frugality, the truth is I'm not a frugal person at all, if I was being honest. I actually waste a lot of money. I spend money on things I shouldn't spend on. I drink too much alcohol, party. I... I have way too many subscriptions. I have Netflix, Hulu, uh, Disney, HBO, suddenly. Um, I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, Investor's Business Daily, YouTube Red. Um, I have hundreds and hundreds of dollars of digital subscriptions. Um, I buy digital books, courses. Um, I eat out a lot. I... Um, I try to be frugal in my business in that I try to operate the business uh, with integrity. And part of running a business with integrity, you as the operator, is to get the best possible return for the business. So inside of business, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can. So, you know, am I every penny trying to get it as cheap as possible? No, because there is such a thing as relationship and business. And like I own a bunch of rental properties. So one of my businesses is single family rental properties. And I have a portfolio of 15 houses. Um, it's not a Rockefeller, it, 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 but it is a business. When you have 15 properties, you need to have books. You need to have a, a business plan, you know, a motto, a, a series of operating procedures. You know, what do you do when a renter calls you about a water tank being out? What do you do when, when uh, you know, this happens or that happens, you know, when do you pay your mortgages and your insurance and you got to file taxes and you need to, you know, collect the money and log it. So you have to have systems in place and practices. And so part of doing that with equity, you know, uh, uh, with integrity is trying to get the best you can and being frugal. But in life, me as a person, Gerald Peters, I am not a frugal person. I will spend the most for brand name. If I order something that doesn't fit, there's a good possibility I'm not going to take it back. Um, I just don't penny pinch like that. Now, sometimes that could be a horrible personal trait. You really can. But in my case, my passion happens to be investing and stock trading and real estate. And so I tend to want to buy those things. And so I save my money, even though I'm not a frugal person in my day-to-day spending. I will spend you know, $10 on lunch if it was $5 cheaper next door, but I like the people, like I'll spend more. That doesn't, that hasn't keep you from being an investor or a trader or, you know, I mean, if $10 or like the, the latte factor about people buying Starbucks drinks every day, listen, $3 cup of coffee is not your problem. Now you're broke. $3 cup of coffee could be your problem. Like, the less you have, the more frugal you need to be. It's kind of a universal principle of the idea that more uh, uh, like cause results in like effect. More produces more. You've ever heard that phrase, Jesus says that 
those who have, more will be given, meaning you're actually rewarded for having. And those who have less will be given even less. And so there's this universal principle. And if, and you'll, if you follow me and you read my books and you listen to my videos and my content, you know, I, I'm trying, I try to teach and to talk and teach this way of thinking. And some of it creeps over into this new, what they call new thought. They used to call it new thought. They call it different things today. Um, this idea of the law of attraction, which is really just what is just a, another way of explaining karma. You know, Jesus said that it's better to give than to receive. What is he talking about? He's talking about the principle to, to fucking success. It's through giving value. The companies that win, Uber, one, beat out taxi companies because they give you a value that the taxi company couldn't provide, like safe, clean transportation, right, at a reasonable price. It's not always, I'm assuming it's cheaper, to be honest. I don't even know. I have never compared a price... I often don't compare a price when it, I should say often, it sounds stupid saying always, when it's something I like. I used to enjoy getting picked up by a limo at the airport if I was going somewhere. And I would do this sometimes just for fun. Say I'm going to visit a friend back before Uber and taxis, or there were taxis, but before Uber and all that, I would rent limos and it would be like 90 bucks. Who gives a fuck? It's $90. I wasn't living in a scarcity environment where I didn't have $90 to play around. Like I blow $90 all the time. And yet, even though I do that, I invest aggressively. It is my passion. It's my business. I'm in the business of being an investor. You're in the business of being an investor. You're just shitty at it. Everyone is in the business of being an investor. Everyone has a personal responsibility to build wealth. You're just not doing it. Most people. Now, you may be. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Sometimes the, prior, the choir wants its ass kicked. They want the, right? They want that. They need that. They want, you know, when I was in the army, people don't understand, like, you'd be getting yelled at. And sometimes you needed that. Like, he wasn't going to hurt you. It wasn't you personally. It was what he was, the content in what she was saying. Right? And they built this mystique around what it is. When you become the man that we're trying to make you, you're going to be somebody special. And so that allowed you to take a, a certain amount of punishment uh, along the way because you knew you were becoming something bigger than yourself. And that's investing, man. But it's spiritual. And the reason people aren't saving isn't because they don't know. It's that side of their life, the spiritual component of currency, wealth, prosperity, broken. It's broken. It's like the thermometer is broken and they can't read it. And they don't understand what they're doing to themselves. They don't get it. It's broken. And so they have a spiritual disconnect with their future self. Like you're going to be 50. Imagine that. Once you were 20. Now you're 25. What did you do for five years for the future you? Most people, nothing. They didn't do shit. They didn't do anything for the future self. That wasn't short term. It wasn't pleasure today. Well, I didn't do that. And frugality spills over into that sector, right? But I'm not frugal. But I didn't. I don't need to be. And so I began this process early on for years and years. And I, I don't want to say that I do it today because I don't do it today. But for years and years, I was investing 40 to 50% of my income. Now, some months would be less, 
And some months were a hell of a lot more. I had a month once where I made, man, I made like $14,000. I was doing multiple things. I had an internet business going. Uh, I was doing email marketing. I had some affiliate things I was doing with search engines. I was reselling shit on eBay. I had a lawn care business. Like all of these things are happening at the exact same time. I was working, I was doing network marketing part-time, right? I'm buying rentals, real estate, so money's coming in on that. I'm putting money into dividends, money's coming in on that. And I had a month where I hit like 14 grand, $14,000 came into me. Now you're talking to a guy, I went to high school and I went to the army, that's it. I don't have a certificate, a certification, I'm not qualified, I didn't go to college. Everything I do, I've literally made up or, or read a book or watched, you know, since the advent of YouTube, watch a YouTube video. Like I've taught myself to frame a window or put in a window or to paint a house. Like I didn't know how to do that. My dad didn't show me how to do that. My dad was a coder. But what my dad did install with me was the idea that everything's just kind of a fucking puzzle, you know? And so I get a text message. Let's talk back. Let's get back to frugality. I get a text message and in the text message, the guy says, Gerald, I really like your work. And he says, how much is your book? I said, it's $15. He says, well, what about your other book? He says, $45, $60. If you want both, it's $60. And he says, could you do it for 50? He cuts me out of 10. Inside of the book, The Money Flow, I tell you the very first book you should read before you begin to trade is the book called The Science of Getting Rich. And one of the foundational principles of The Science of Getting Rich is you should give people more news value than you ask for monetary value. It's kind of to this idea that if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want, which sounds a lot what? Like providing value to people. And if you do that, they'll buy your product, right? Which is a lot like what Jesus said, it's better to give them to receive. We're all saying the same thing. You don't need a fucking MBA from Wharton to understand that you need to have a company that provides value. And if you do that, people will exchange money with you. You know, that's mind chattering. That's what it means is better to give than to receive. Except when we get to the spiritual world, they're just saying it in just bam, a bigger uh, context. They're not taking it down to the individual transaction of buying this. They're taking it as a general principle. Does the heart of a person who goes to a person who they see as a teacher, a trainer, and you say, wow, I think this guy has something of value. I would like to pay this guy money for the shit in his mind. He wrote it on a book. He will personally ship it to me and then be available for questions. And I get a chance to talk to this guy. And my first conversation was, let's see if we can get him down for 10 bucks. Is that spiritual? Is that, is that what you get out of that? Is that what you get? It's better to give than to receive? When you interpret that, do you interpret that as you should talk everyone down to the cheapest price so that it benefits you? Is that what you get out of? It's better to give than to receive? The foundational principle to the trading strategy that I teach, because hello, listen, these things, this is a life thing. This isn't like trading. You can't separate yourself trading from how you live your life or your mindset or how you spend your money or how you treat your family. You think you're going to be a good trader and you abuse your family? No, doesn't make sense. Are you going to be a good trader when you're abusing your mentor? Trying to get it as cheap as you can from him? 
or is that being frugal? I don't know. What do you think? I get that all the time. All the time, I get people who want to give me less money than I'm asking for, for my book, not car, not house, a book, 18 years of information put on a piece of paper, or then I make myself available to talk. And their first transaction with me is to devalue the transaction. You say, Joe, you kind of looking at this, you know, they're just trying to save a few bucks. I know. I know. That's the problem. $10 is not his problem. What you're fixing to get in exchange, when you, you're going to walk inside the mind of a person who every fucking day for 18 consecutive years has done nothing but invest and do the shit that I talk about in the book. Week after week, month after month, through sickness, divorces, lawsuits, invest week after week after week. Have you done that? Many people you know have not done that and traded these markets and began to explain to people, how do you trade gold? What the fuck does that even mean? A lot of different ways to trade gold, right? What about oil? Did you pay attention or you're watching the news and the terrorist guys? Did you notice oil went out? Why? It's volatile. It's called the money flow. Money's all around you. But for some people, it's in short supply. Either A, they're not frugal enough or two, they're using their frugality in the wrong direction. They're using their frugality in the wrong direction. Most people are frugal when it comes to investing, meaning they don't invest anything. They say, well, I don't have it. No, you're supposed to do it first and then live on the difference. You do it first and live on the difference. Now, that's a radical fucking explanation. You've probably never gotten that. What if you decided the amount you wanted to invest? That was the first check you wrote and then you lived your life. But you're not going to do that. So don't suck and say you're as committed as me because you're not. And there are people who do that. There are people who do that. You do that for your job, right? You get up and go in because they fucking told you to. And if you don't, guess what happens? You get fired, right? You do that for your wife. You don't say, well, I'm going to be your husband some days, not other days. On Tuesday and fucking Thursday, I'm going to go do something else. It's not how it works. You do it every day. Like you don't get to be dad sometimes, but some people do. Some people are part-time husbands. Some people are part-time fathers and they're shitty fathers the rest of the time, right? Well, that's most of you as investors. You're shitty investors. You just never said that to yourself. You've never actually held yourself fucking accountable. So you are this decade, 2020, where you decided to be 2010. And let's go back and look at your social media then. Let's go back and look at the New Year's resolutions then. What were they? Huh? What were they? Oh, I'm going to be more frugal. Frugal's not your problem. But people look for the answer in scarcity. 
Oh, I just need to pay less for my phone bill. I ain't going to do a goddamn thing for your investment account. Unless you did actually take that amount and put it in. Then frugality has a, has a point, right? My point to this beginning, I am not frugal. I waste tons of money. I'll spend $50 on myself. I don't even know what I spent it on. Beef jerky, drinks. Oh, I'm out here. Oh, I'd like one of those, please. Oh, look at this book. Oh, I don't want it. Oh, here. I take two bites. Turn it. Some people say, well, that's so wasteful. No, I live in abundance. I invest all of it. And then I live on the difference. So on the difference, I can do whatever I want. I could just order three dinners, eat the one I like. It doesn't matter. But because, because I put the investments first for a long enough period, now I get to make money forever. Like even if I just waste money this month, like I could just go below $5,000. Guess what? I get another one next month in 30 days. They give it to me again. Dividend payments, rent collection, interest payments, right? See what I'm saying? How does that happen? Because I took a period of time. I took a period of time and put the investments first. I put the investments first. I wasn't frugal with that. I wasn't frugal with that. Make sense? And so if you're out here being frugal, okay, you're being frugal for what? For what? If you're going to be frugal, do something with it. If you're going to have to penny pinch, which a lot of you are penny pinching now and you're not building wealth. But if you're going to penny pinch, do it with a purpose. That's where you're at. Where you're going to be. I'm going to be rich as fuck in 2030. In a decade? If you know what I know and you do what I do every day inside of this idea of the money flow, this shit that I talk about, I'm going to do it every day for the next 10 years. How much richer am I going to be? What happens to my 15 houses? They're going to be 30, 40, 50, 50. Maybe because my numbers are exponential, I could now buy an entire portfolio from someone and double in one transaction. Do you understand the ability that I have going forward because of the base that I've laid? I collect $146,000 a, a year in rent payments. I didn't say in my job. I also work. See what I'm saying? And I have a business, another business. And I invest in stocks. And I trade. And I write books. And all of these things send me money. And I'm not frugal at all. I never have been. Never. When I was broke, I wasn't frugal. If I was broke and I was going to go eat, 40 bucks. I just broke. I don't have any money. I spent it all on food last night. Until. But see, I'm also not frugal with my investments. And this is where it gets weird because some of you guys are frugal and you're frugal with your investments. And you just live a frugal life to, for what? Just to end up with a frugal retirement account and a frugal passive income. Good for you. Do it on purpose. Do it with intent. Do it for the sole purpose that in the next 10 years, you tell me. Now, you can't tell me some bullshit like, because uh, I get this a lot from 24-year-olds. I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. Okay? 
doing what? What do you mean? Well, what the fuck are you doing right now that would make that true? Well, no, I'm going to. Well, then you're not. That's just thinking in the future. I'm talking about actions that you're taking right now. Shit you're going to do tomorrow when you wake up takes you to where you want to be in 2030. Fuck right now. How rich do you want to be in a decade? Because you can't get fucking rich overnight. It happens over time. And it's the actions that you're doing today and tomorrow and the next fucking day and the next day. So if you get up tomorrow and you don't do a goddamn thing about your, then guess what? You're going to have the next day. Same thing. Nothing. And it goes forward and forward and you compound that mediocre shit. You compound the fact that you're fucking frugal when you invest. Congratulations. Your family's going to love you when you're 60. Hey, but you cut cable. You cut cable. Yeah, and you just had no cable for 10 years. You didn't do shit with it. Or did you? Or did you? Or fuck, or did you? Or are you just frugal to be fucking frugal because you live in scarcity and you're just trying to get through the month? I got sick of that shit. I got sick of being fucking broke. And watching grown ass men sit at home on the weekend and you're fucking broke. You don't have $100,000 invested. You don't have $100,000 in your checking. And you take fucking days off. It's fucking gross. And no one will tell you that. Because they don't want to hurt your pussy feelings. That's the truth. There are grown men listening to me right now because I listen to their bullshit every day and their excuses and they go on vacation and they take fucking days off and then a whole decade goes by and they're still broke and no one's calling them out. How much did you invest in 2019? What is the fucking number? Do you know? How much? If I bumped into you and I asked you, let me see the number. Not what you made. How much did you invest? I don't care what it was. Stock, real estate. I don't give a fuck what it is. Is it legitimate? Does it pay returns? That's all I care about. I own all kinds of shit. Storage facilities, REITs, fucking closed-in funds. I own like notes, rental properties, dividend stocks, ETFs. I own all kinds of shit. What did you invest last year? What is that number? Put that shit on a piece of paper. Now add that up 10 times. That's where you're going to be in 2030? Is that really pushing it? If I looked at that fucking number, I'm going to be like, wow, this guy's really pushing it. Boy, he's really dedicated. Or are you fucking embarrassed? Yeah, I made a promise going forward that I was done. That was gonna, I told myself this, Joe. I'm going to stop cursing. I'm going to stop getting angry at people. Because here's what I decided. I can't help in the political world. I can't. I'm not qualified. I can't run for office. I've done, you know, it's just not possible. And I don't want to mentor you. I don't want to hold you. I'm tired of holding people's hands. Because you're too fucking stupid to Google something. And people ask me the same 
dumbass questions over and over and over, and they already know the answer. And so we never get to 2.0. I never get to take them to the fucking fourth level. You know when you graduate college and by the end you're like actually learning real shit? I don't ever get there. Because we're still fucking around with how to manage your money. Oh, you skipped Starbucks. They didn't buy any more shares. Skip fucking Starbucks. Didn't start a business. Skip Starbucks. Didn't get rid of the student loan. You know? Yeah, but, you know, being frugal is easy. And there's some people, they're so fucking weak, they can't even be frugal when they're broke. To get the money to get it to do it. See, if you have the money to do it and you're doing it, you don't have to be frugal. If you're investing 5000 a month, fuck a car payment. You can have a car payment. Who cares? But when you make a car payment and you don't invest, you're being stupid. You don't have to be frugal when you have money. I can weigh six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 a month and they give it to me again next month. doesn't fucking matter. The millions are already there. You know what 15 houses are worth? I owe the bank 400 grand on 15 houses. Do the math. It's millions. Clicks 148,000 in rent. I owe the bank like 12, 1300 a month. Do the math. Simple. Interest, you know, uh, insurance, upkeep. It's a lot of money left, right? That's not my job. That's just shit I've done on the side for 18 years. On the fucking weekend, when you're taking the weekend off, I was painting houses, fucking mowing yards, putting in water heaters. It's fucking working. I was working. And you know what my friend said? House is too expensive, bro. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well. And I'm going to buy one anyway. Fuck you. And I buy it. And guess what next year? They're still expensive. And I buy one anyway. And guess what I do the next year? Yeah, they're still expensive. And I buy another one. And my buddy who doesn't want to buy one because they're expensive, how many does he have? None. And now I got five and then six and then fucking seven. Guess what happens when we get to 10 and your wife works and you work and you have a side business? Guess what happens? You get rich. And then your kid goes to private school and you spend whatever the fuck you want on a car payment. Or you can have... I have, you know, you can have $600 in electronic descriptions. I don't know. Yeah, I think I did that. Because you live in the land of prosperity. But it started with investing. 